back. So, Brett, it was just a couple years ago that we got rid of, like, everything we owned, huh? Uh, maybe, like, a year and a half, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I'll round up. <laughs> be a little generous. But your trivia question this week, it's actually a two-parter, which I know Thanks. is your favorite. <laughs> Thanks. What percentage of Americans say that they follow a minimalist lifestyle? Uh, less than 1%. 10%. No way. <laughs> yeah, it was like not one in 10. Yeah. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, Americans. Uh, and you know, then one in 10 are like fitness models, too. What percentage of Americans would say that they will never follow a minimalist lifestyle? 99%. Never. Like, ever, ever. I feel like right, you'd think some people would consider it. Yeah, so maybe like 75%. 65% say that they would never follow a minimalist lifestyle. I mean, that's America for you. I, okay, but come on. Did, has nobody heard the saying, never say never? Never is such a harsh word. No, no. A lot of people deal in absolutes here, and that, that always tends to bite you in the butt later on. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say labels are always a little hard because, you know, if somebody asked me, do you consider yourself a minimalist? I would probably have to say no, just because I still feel like we have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I think of minimalism... I think of, like, the people who are like, I can fit everything I own in my car, and, like, I'm not there. We have a two-door Honda Civic, and we can barely fit our car seat, our dog, and the two of us in it. Right, but I'd say we <laughs> we aim for, like, some of the same principles, right? Right. Um, even though we're not, like, hardcore in any one direction, like, I think, like pushing ourselves to be more in that direction has benefited us overall. Yeah, so I actually kind of just wanted to talk about that on this week's episode. So for, yeah, about a year and a half, we got rid of a bunch of stuff we owned. And I kind of wanted to do a check-in. Like, do we miss anything? Are there things we wish we would have kept? Do we wish we had more space in our house? Like, how is it all going for us, right? Right, because we, in addition to reducing our stuff, we also drastically reduced our footprint of our home right yeah so we went from an 1800 square foot ish uh well 2500 oh, yeah. square feet with the finished with the basement. basement yeah finished basement yeah. to an 800 square foot condo right one story so we <laughs> reduced it by about a we went to 33 percent of the living space mm-hmm. i will say with a baby on the way um we're excited to get some more space someday I think it's been great for us as, like, a couple. I don't... We definitely had, like, too much house for just two of us. Uh, But for another, like, kid on the way and for starting a family and just wanting a little bit more room to spread out, we we have noticed that 800 square feet, while it's good for us as a couple, is probably not going to be good for us as a family of three. And I know that is also a very privileged thing to say. Right. And I know that in, like, many parts of the world where they make much more efficient spaces, they would still laugh at me. But in America, 800 square feet is probably on the smaller end of living spaces. Yeah, so we're not... And it's not uncomfortable for a baby, like you said, right? No. So it's it's more so when the kid is, like, six or seven or eight, right, in that time frame. Yeah. And they're, like, becoming a real human being. And especially and, a teenager. When right. they're, like, moody and you don't want to see them. Right. Like, get, <laughs> get out of my right. face. There needs to be, like, an other end of the living space you can <laughs> shoo them out to, right? And for our dog, you know, she's have a, had a really hard time adjusting because in our old house we had this, like, 
big basement that we didn't have to put any furniture in so she could just play fetch down there and it was all finished and it had nice carpet for her and now like in the winter she has to slum it and like not play ball in the house yeah no yeah really feel bad for her because she has like a giant like 15 acre park that she goes out to every morning too so yeah there's plenty of opportunity for fetch still <laughs> pros and cons right yeah trade-offs. but uh, so let's kind of start with let's get back to the house um, later, because I know you can talk about houses forever. Uh, <laughs> let's start with like the material possessions. So we got rid of a lot of stuff, um, kind of starting in like the bedroom section of the house. We got rid of a lot of clothing, for yep. sure. We even got rid of like different furniture. We got rid of a dresser. Lots of nightstands. Nightstands. <laughs> uh, lamps. Yep. Brett had quite the lamp collection when I met him. Uh, I think it was like 16 lamps and counting. (laughs) And we really, yeah, we consolidated a lot of that down. Yeah, so, yeah, I think we did our clothes reduction like four different times. Because we kept just going through like the same exercise and be like, okay, what haven't we used? You know, what hasn't been used in like seven years? Mm -hmm. You know, is this necessary? Uh is this stuff just old and raggedy and junky? Because I still had a ton of clothes from, like, high school. Yeah. That, like, still fit me. And so I was like, you know, why get rid of these t-shirts? They haven't fallen apart yet, and they don't have that many holes in them yet, so... Well, and so, also, genuinely, I could probably stand to do that exercise again, even. Like, I still feel like I have clothes that I don't wear very often. Right. I do, too, and I still have a bunch of work clothes that I, like, don't really wear anymore, either. Like, I was holding on to a lot of those, because I was like, oh, you know, I'm still traveling for work, and... Um, going into offices and stuff like that but I still just have like a lot of that Mm -hmm. and again pushing ourselves in kind of like the more more minimalist direction I don't need that many different pairs of or shirts or that many different pairs of pants right you can reuse a lot of that stuff and like nobody cares yeah and I would say a lot of the way that my style has changed is dressing in a lot more like neutral types of colors so that like I can wear you know a gray shirt and if I wear it and then I wash it and then I wear it again next week, but I put a different scarf on with it, then like nobody knows. Right. And I would say a couple things about that is when we do buy clothes now, um, a lot of times we actually get them secondhand, but we typically try to buy like a little bit n- nicer or higher quality pieces. So we're not so much after the fast fashion of like, this is what's in style this season and in two months, like, this is going to be completely out of style. I try to buy just, like, neutral pieces that look normal, I guess, so I can wear it for, like, a long period of time. Um, And I know, like, with jeans, I'll typically try to buy, like, you know, jeans that I can just tell are, like, a little more sturdy, I guess, so that I'm not going to, like, rip them after I wear them for two weeks or whatever yeah like that one pair i had that i sat down in the car one day and it just looked, looked like a bear attacked me from behind yeah it's just shredded uh so we i would say we try to like buy a little bit nicer stuff but we've re- been really lucky buying stuff secondhand <laughs> just like nicer pieces and um that's that's worked out super well for us and then you know i would say another big thing that's changed is how we wash our clothes so Um, jeans are something that I do not wash after every single use. Maybe there are people that do, but like I wear jeans for a while before I wash them. Yeah. I don't think I know anybody that that washes their jeans after every use. Like the purpose of them is to be like super durable and keep, you know, keep using them until they like get extra dirty or like, you know, start to smell or whatever. So I I think 
kind of everybody's on the same page with that. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, I don't wash my clothes, you know, until I wash them when they need it, I guess is a good way right. to put it. Shirts a lot more frequently, but yeah. yeah. Um, but then I don't dry things in a dryer anymore and I haven't for years actually I've pretty much since you've known me Brett I've kind of been somebody like like, I never put my jeans in the dryer right and that actually does a lot to make your clothes last longer yeah so we are by no means experts in like cleaning proficiencies yet like so like like washing hacking and stuff like that we've just started like again moving in that direction a little bit and like exploring a little bit more learning a little bit more about it. Um, but there's like a, there's a lot of like really great, um, uh, I know YouTubers for sure, but like, you know, a lot of mommy bloggers and stuff that have been like deep into this field of like, here's how to like most efficiently like wash your clothes. And mm-hmm. like, this is why. And like, you don't want to apply heat over this temperature because it'll react to these fabrics. And like, right. So there's a reason behind some of this stuff. It's not just like, oh yeah, we're not using the dryer because it takes too much vampire energy, Angela. But also that. <laughs> but also that. Um, but it, right. There's a reason to like, like if you use the dryer on such a higher temperature, it'll end up like stretching out your clothes or like they won't be as like bouncy or. Or shrinking or, them. So or, that's or a, could shrink them too. That's a big reason I stopped using the dryer when I was younger. It's just like there were certain fabrics and I didn't know what they all were. But like, right. I think we've all had that really sad day where we put one of our favorite sweaters into the dryer. Brett, I know this happened to you. <laughs> and it shrinks up to like nothing. I know yours went from like fitting you you know, a medium-sized male, to it didn't even look like it would fit a three-year-old. Right, I don't think we could have put it on the dog at that point. Like, it was... <laughs> it was so tiny. So I think because of that, it just traumatized me where I didn't want to use a dryer because I didn't want my clothes to shrink. And then one other benefit I noticed from that is just, like, even if I buy jeans, you know, that they're not anything special. It's not like I'm buying, like, super expensive jeans My jeans just last me for years. Like, I still have jeans from high school. Uh, I've been out of high school since I graduated in 2008, so 12 years. Um, And I still have, like, 12 to 15-year-old jeans. They're still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's just one tip to kind of keep your clothes lasting longer. But I would say, I guess, to get back to our original question, I have not missed anything that I purged, like, clothing-wise. Have you? Are there any pieces that you're like, oh, I used to have this sweet shirt and I got rid of it and the downsize? And... No, I don't think so. I don't even think I remember like most of the stuff I got rid of at the time. That's the a trick lot of it that was you so crappy out. for me. Yeah, that, and a lot of it I hadn't even looked at anyway, so I couldn't even tell you like what half the stuff was that I got rid of. Yeah. Either it, like it didn't fit right, or um, you know, I just it didn't look good on me, right? Because you want to feel good in the clothes that you're wearing right right you don't want it to be too tight and like you feel overexposed and um you know you don't want something to be like too baggy and loose i mean you did in the 90s but you know wearing <laughs> those t-shirts today kind of makes me makes me look like a little bit out of style so you know yeah. i'm not big on the fashion train uh, and that's one of my secrets for um my clothes don't go out of style because i couldn't care less about what the style is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but looking like extra baggy it's uh is a little bit out of place yeah, so I would say clothing is one area where you can definitely downsize and probably not really miss it. So then moving kind of into, I guess, I'm just thinking about like an upstairs of a house into the bathroom area. We also got rid of a lot of like bathroom Every, Everything products. under our sink and in every cabinet. Like we just like, we just went <laughs> yeah. through our cabinets and we were just like, okay, 99% of this can probably go. We had 
like tons and tons of like different kinds of like lotions and candles and cleaning cleaning supplies from just over the years just collecting and like uh, hair products and beard balm and different gels random band-aids and yeah it was yeah just so much like random gauze so much gauze yeah and and, uh those little puff balls that you do cotton balls balls. like 12 different bags of cotton balls from whatever reason because you always need one cotton ball but you never have it with you so um just so just like everything under there we got rid of that and we consolidated it down to like one little bin that fits under our like new sink now yeah so we still have like band-aids and and first aid kits because somehow i get injured a lot and we still have (laughs) like i still have lotion and soap and it's just i don't have a thousand and i buy what i want to use instead of like you buy it and you're like oh this smells good and you try it and then you're like oh, maybe it made my skin feel weird or whatever. Like, now I've just kind of, like, narrowed it down to, like, these are the products that I like, and I buy them when I run out, and I don't, like, I don't really try a lot of new stuff, which, you know, teach his own, but... Right, but we we reevaluate when you don't have, like, a million of one thing. When you need to get a new of that one thing that you are running out of, you pay more attention to, like, am I going to get this thing again or am I going to try something different? And then you'd like look into, well, what's better than this, right? right. Are people talking about like, is there a, like a better thing than this? Or is this like, especially in like hand soap or like laundry soap or something like that? Uh, those things, you know, tend to change on the market of like, what is the best thing that you can get? For yeah. The and, you know, we've done a lot with trying to reduce like toxins in our home and that we're putting on our body and that we're using in our house. So like the EWG ewg.com is a good uh, resource where you can like type in product names and see like what is actually in this product is it harmful for me and they give everything a grade and and they even explain which ingredients are the issue and i i found that to be a really good tool but that's really helped us like simplify our cleaning products so for a bathroom like you know, when I was younger, it was like you had to have the toilet bowl cleaner and then you had to have like the toilet bowl, like the scrubber for the toilet seat. And then you had to have a sink cleaner and a countertop cleaner and a glass cleaner and a different cleaner for the bathtub. So you have like 20 different cleaners under the sink. Now we have like a multi-surface all-purpose cleaner. Right. Or we just (laughs) use like vinegar mixed with like a little bit of water for like a lot of applications right like that from like looking into some of this stuff like that's what a lot of like professional cleaners end up using at the end of the day because unless they want some kind of like scent included or something like that but you could also mix in some lemon with it right and just kind of depending on the application yeah we a lot of times use vinegar and water or we do still have like one multi-purpose cleaner that we have like hanging around our house in case we need it for anything um so that's helped us a lot and even like dog shampoo Um, you know, I found out that it was like pretty easy to make my own out of like oil and aloe and, you know, a couple other ingredients. I just found like an online recipe. So now when we like give our dog a bath, we just whip up what we need for like a single application in two seconds. And then we give her a bath and we're not like having to store four different types of dog soap because she kept having weird skin reactions to them. Right. Yeah. Like every one that we tried, even like the Martha Stewart one that was supposed to be like expertly rated for like dogs with sensitive skin, like still like she had like terrible itchy problems with after the fact. Yeah. But and like we like really got all the soap out. It's not like we just like left it in her and like the soap made her itchy. Like we like really scrubbed her with like the the water nozzle <laughs> to get all the fur out. Yeah. So 
Yeah, don't look up like just any random thing online like that. Find one that is like pretty reputable. Right. Uh, just not the first thing that you find is like, okay, here's some random Joe's dog shampoo because they like needed to write a blog article that day, mm-hmm. right? Find like one that's good and tested and has like a lot of information surrounding it and like why they chose certain ingredients and like how they react and like that's that's the kind of detail you're looking for. Yeah, so I would say in terms of bathroom stuff, we we got rid of a lot there. We really, really downsized. I mean, we went from having three bathrooms and every single bathroom had junk under the sink to one bathroom and much smaller vanity. And it's, you know, consolidated everything. And I don't, it's not like I'm like, oh, I need more cotton balls (laughs) because need to eat them like Elf did. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't miss like anything from our under the sink bathroom. I don't even think we over like open to those cupboards. No. So that was an easy area to cut. Um, so then I would say, all right, so that kind of covers our entire old upstairs of our house. Uh, moving into the kitchen, we got rid of a lot of kitchen stuff. So we got rid of plates. We got rid of some bowls. We got rid of a lot of mugs. Brett kind of thought I had a coffee mug problem. It was getting to be a pretty serious issue. We got rid of a lot of glasses. We were intentional about when we did keep glasses, we kept like the right number. So we used to have like 20 wine glasses and we went down to like four. Right. Because when I first like, you know, graduated from college and moved to Chicago, I like stocked up on these, like, you know, we went to like a kitchen store or something like that. And I got like a bunch of plate sets and a bunch of like wine glasses and stuff. And it was like 12 for 12 wine glasses. We've just had like a ton of like wine glasses and like tall glass cups and like skinny glass cups and short glass cups and mm-hmm. right just from like that one like shopping spree that I did that we've been carrying around forever. Right. So we got rid of a bunch of those and I don't miss any of that now that I think about it. I forgot that we even had all of those. Right. We still are a little high on like number of like drink containers that we yeah, have. Yeah. I would right. say, you know, if we have like like two couples over for dinner, so there's six of us, we're not all going to have matching cups. But like, also, when we typically have couples over, it's not necessarily that everybody wants wine. Usually some people want beer and some people want wine. And so like, it's not really an issue to not have enough matching cups. Mm -hmm. And I've also found that people don't care. So like, if I am serving drinks and we can't all have the same cup, like nobody notices notices or yeah or has said anything or maybe they're just too polite but we haven't found that to be an issue right i mean so if you're serving out plates right that might be a bigger deal if you have like one gigantic plate and like one medium plate and like one door the explorer plate right Uh, because oops we ran out and so you get the kids plate uh that might be you know we, we keep a little bit more of those i think we kept like six or eight like of the same kind of plate stack yeah but then that's all we have we don't like have like six different plate sets that all have like we still six kind of to have eight a plates weird number amount of plate sets and they're the wrong <laughs> kind of plates for us i think at this point <laughs> angela really misses her like plate bowl combos yeah uh those were heavily utilized and there were, but there were only like two of them so we ended up getting rid of those yeah so i think uh we've kind of talked about In the future, we want to get rid of, like, all of the plates. So, genuinely, Brett and I have never bought our own plates. Like, I inherited a bunch 
when I went to college from the dollar store for my sisters, you kind of had a lot of hand-me-downs given to you. Like, I know we have some Corel plates from the 90s. Yep. Um, I know the main plates that we use, we got from your sister when she was moving. Right. And so we've never, like, had matching plates and bowls or, like, bought anything. And so I think now that we've identified our preferences, we're thinking about, like, the next time we move, getting rid of all of that and just buying, like, a plate bowl, plate bowl (laughs) combo set that matches. And probably we would do, like, six to eight of each. Yeah, we're pretty pretty spoiled that we can, you know, get our own plates finally after it's been, like, ten years (laughs) of using, you know, the hand-me-down collection. So maybe it's time we finally splurge on, like... $14 worth of new plates. Right. So, So, you know, I would say we don't regret getting rid of anything there because we never really had what we wanted, but we can identify that that might be an area where we have room for improvement. Yeah. So, uh, pots and pans, we got rid of, like, my old Teflon ones, and I don't miss that because I'm pretty sure those were toxic, so... Uh, only if you, like, scrape the bottom of them. And if you use them for more than a year, and I got them in college, so those were expired. (laughs) We definitely still have a lot of pots and pans. Yeah, we have two full sets. One's, like, a... It's not, like, Teflon, but it's, like, a ceramic It's a ceramic... Um, pan so for like more non-stickiness and then we have like uh copper bottom like metal pans that are still actually pretty good so mm-hmm. uh they're the old like emerald gassy pans that yeah. i think my parents got me when i moved out so bam that was bam. him right bam yeah um but they worked out great so good job yeah. <laughs> um so we also kept like a lot of like sheet pans and casserole pans but i would say we use all of that stuff right we did get rid of a ton of appliances Yes. So we got rid of like a quesadilla maker and I think a waffle maker. And a grilled cheese maker. Grilled cheese maker and any other maker. We didn't get rid of a waffle maker. I've always kind of wanted a waffle maker. Oh, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But we, so we kept, yeah, we got rid of a lot of appliances. We got rid of like an onion chopper and all sorts of like weird niche stuff. Don't miss any of that. We kept like the blender and the, well, we got a food processor. Finally, yeah, we got a. We ended up, yeah, acqu- acquiring a food processor and a and kitchen a aid mixer. <gasps> Life changers. Yeah, those are yeah some some big ticket items. So between that and the blender, we've got you know baking down to a science at this point. Baking and, and blending and, and. But we are in the kitchen every single day, so we've kind of figured out like what appliances do we get a lot of use out of, and then which ones are like not necessary we did keep the deep fryer which uh, comes in handy a couple times a year when angela wins march madness and i have to cook her fried chicken uh or we decide to make french fries right we've talked about pulling out uh pulling yeah, out the fryer we're not getting rid of the deep fryer yeah. i want to make donuts soon right yeah you should guys should check us out on frugality we make a lot of fried recipes on there surprisingly <laughs> Uh, on YouTube. So. But yeah, we got we kept that. We kept our vegetable steamer on the other side of the token so we can stay nice and healthy. Yeah, this one was a kind of a battle. Angela refused to get rid of that veggie <laughs> steamer. But in, in hindsight, I'm glad that we have it because we end up steaming veggies quite often now. And fish. Like, it's a really uh, good way to do salmon. It is. Yeah, it's turned out pretty good. So, um, yeah, we kept that bad boy. And um, we don't have a toaster. We just use, like, the oven for that. Trying yeah, to think of like what other great. things we got rid of. We rice got rid of a maker. toaster. We got rid of a rice maker, which we just make rice in a pot. But I do sometimes miss the rice maker. It was very easy. 
I got see what I have to deal with. We got to wean her in. She's trying yeah. to get all kinds of makers again. But we, so we got also got rid of a lot of like other things like serving bowls, um, serving platters, yep. lots of silver trays, a uh, salad spinner, um, some very like niche items. Cheese boards and a cheese fat knives. Separator. Lots of cheese knives we had for some reason. Lots of cheese knives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, my poor fat separator. I used it once a year for Thanksgiving and then... And a lot of random serving trays, like dip, food dip trays and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like little dipping containers and little dipping bowls and... Little, yeah, little dipping spoons. We had, we had yeah, four sets of those. Four, yeah, at least four. Um, so it was just kind of knickknacks that we had just kind of collected over the years. And I, I don't miss any of that stuff. No. The, the stuff that you set out for guests, you know, coming in occasion. I don't, I really don't think anybody needs any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of like Santa trays and like, I remember we had this like weird crystal shaped like sleigh bell. <laughs> don't miss any of that. Yeah. That was, I'm, I think, I'm just not that type of person. Right. Because if we have like regular bowls and we want to put something in a bowl and set it out, like nobody cares. If I put guacamole in on the bowl on the table. If somebody has, like, a really cute bowl, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Uh, and if they put it out in a regular bowl, I'm like, ooh, guacamole, yeah. right? Like, you're featuring, you want to f- put the emphasis on the things that are being featured on the table, which is the delicious food, right? Right. Less so on the, you know, presentation of the serving dish that the food is on. Yeah, and I notice, like, some people have those, like, deviled egg platters that have the little indents for each egg. But, like, the eggs we buy are always, like, too big anyways because we get like jumbo eggs and then like i've also noticed that when i just like set it out in a normal like plate uh they still all get eaten in 30 seconds so doesn't matter right it's all more about the food so i guess it like matters if you if that's your thing right like some people really care about their place settings and their tables and they want different plates for every season that's not us so we got rid of like all of our seasonal kitchen serving attire mm-hmm. and miss zero percent of it yeah uh board games are another area so i think that, does that wrap up the kitchen before i jump yeah i think we're done with the kitchen okay yeah. so mm-hmm. now moving to like the living room kind of fun area so board games are something we got rid of some of those yeah we kept kind of the ones that we had gravitated to in the last like year or two and then there were a lot that we were like okay we have these or we collected them over the years because board games tend to be like a pretty good like gift idea for people right yeah especially people that like to play games but then you just acquire like so many that even if you played a new one like every day you know you can't get through them all well and a lot of the ones that we got rid of were ones that like you play a couple times and then you're kind of like okay right we're out of this being fun because it's like trivia questions or something where like you're like okay now i memorized all the answers so right yeah exactly next um so they just didn't have a lot of like replayability so we kept the games like monopoly and risk and card games and stuff that like you can play over and over again and every time you play it's different right um so that's what we were after there the the other big thing from a living room perspective is furniture that's what i was just gonna say furniture yeah so we got obviously from downsizing from a full three-story house basically to including the basement uh to a one and a half bedroom condo is where we are at now yeah it's, they call it a two bedroom but it's got like a pony wall it's good yeah it, the wall doesn't go all the way to the ceiling <laughs> quite interesting <laughs> It lets a lot of natural light in from the living room where the big windows are, but uh, not sure that's up to code. Um, 
but in any case, right, so we obviously had to get rid of, like, a ton of our, like, furniture that was in the house. We'd already gone through one exercise of that when we moved into the, the last house that we were in. And we just basically never put new furniture in the upstairs living room and put everything in the downstairs living room because it was finished. And we don't we don't need, like, two living rooms. So we're already at the point where we're just like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to go spend money on, like, a whole other, like, furniture set when we can just go downstairs instead uh, right. and spend time there. I don't need to, like split my time between all these different rooms that we have in the house the same way that i have a hate hate relationship with formal dining rooms of like i'm gonna prepare the food over here and then i have like a eat-in kitchen where like our regular table is yeah and like i want to spend more time in that room like with the person that's cooking anyway and i don't need to like go do formal place settings um in a whole nother dedicated room that like goes unused 99 percent of the time so uh so we got rid of like a two beds i think or a whole nother bed one bed a computer desk um our patio furniture you know full like patio furniture set uh all of our garage equipment too was the other big thing so like snow blowers and lawn mowers and rakes and leaf blowers and like so much garage equipment right and thank god we don't have a garage right so we don't have to have any of that stuff and that just saves us you know what would have initially saved us a ton of money on like acquiring all that but yeah uh, a lot of that was and gifts too because it's all pretty big items tools we kept like the tools like our sander and stuff that we wanted for the future uh, right, drills and hammers and wrenches and right but, yeah. but we got rid of like kind of random one-off things that we didn't use very often yeah yeah, because we had a whole, like, little wood shop downstairs, but we kept all the, you know, expensive yeah. tools. Yeah, and, like, paintbrushes and rollers and all, all right. of that. Right, just ra- random project-based equipment that we had acquired over five years. We also got, yeah, so there was, like, the garage stuff, and then there was just storage. So we went from, like, having a whole room of storage in our basement plus garage storage Two, we have four Rubbermaid tubs that fit in our storage unit Mm -hmm. in our current condo. So, like, even holiday decorations, we dramatically reduced. Right. We have one box that includes all of our Christmas lights and tree ornaments and tree, (laughs) which is now a wreath. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, but, but that's because we usually get, like, a real Christmas tree. Yeah, so we still have a lot of ornaments that go with that tree, but those... I mean, those kind of take up a lot of space when you add them all together, but we don't have, like, a ton. Some people have a ton of ornaments yeah. that they just collect for their entire life. And but. we still have, like, our garage box that has, like, our tennis rackets and tennis balls and stuff like that. Yeah, just random bike repair kits and stuff like that because we still have our bikes and stuff. Yeah, and a bike pump. And, and then we have, like, a box that has, like, extra household goods like parchment paper and Ziploc bags and aluminum foil kind of like right we store store that in a storage locker rather than like in a pantry closet or something like that right well we have like the ones we use on a regular basis but like our spares i guess go down there because we love to buy in bulk right and then we have like a memory box with like old pictures in it and um you know my molly doll (laughs) american girl what's up and uh like my old like stuffed animals and stuff like baby blankets like stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we have like one box of like memories one garage box one storage box and uh, our holiday box and that's that's our four storage boxes right other than that everything has kind of like a place in our in our condo did we talk about brooms we used to have like 20 brooms and now (laughs) we have one we have one which is and we got we upgraded our vacuum situation and now that is like amazing yeah so we had like 
a big vacuum, a little floor vacuum, one for carpet, one that worked on hardwood floor. A dry vac a, or a wet yeah, vac? Yeah, like a shop vac. Um, and yeah, like like four or five brooms or something. Um, yeah, now we just have like one vacuum and one broom. and No complaints. No complaints, yeah. Much more space efficient. We just like hang it on the wall. It doesn't take up like half of our closet. And it works um, super well on yeah, like so, all flooring, carpet, hardwood couch (laughs) use it on the couch um so right getting the right thing can help you like downsize a lot of other stuff Mm -hmm. so that again pushing ourselves in more in like the minimalist direction of like if we need something you get the right thing and you don't have a bunch of crap and it doesn't take up a bunch of space and you don't have to fill a whole house with like junk right right so kind of to wrap this up i would say the moral of the story is to yeah do the research get the right thing and then don't be afraid if you get something new to get rid of something old. Um, So if you buy, like, a new vacuum, then I think, like, the reaction that most people have is, oh, well, in case this one breaks, I'm going to keep my old vacuum. But it's like, okay, how long do vacuums last? What's the likelihood of it breaking? And are you going to hang on to that, like, vacuum for 50 years because you're, like, it's your backup? You know? Like, make some of those decisions. And... I would say in general, we have not regretted getting rid of anything. And I will also say, so I've actually done some research into this as well. And it's not just like me spouting this, but there is actually some research that when you declutter your house and you remove items from your house, when you walk in, you actually feel like calm instead of stress or anxiety. So I know for me, it actually... Like, a clean house is a happy house. And if I have too much clutter around, then I don't feel like it's clean. So reducing your possessions. So, like, when you go into spaces or you walk into a closet, everything's, like, well-organized instead of just, like, crammed in there because you have so much stuff. It honestly makes you feel like you have more because you can, like, inventory everything you own fairly quickly instead of being like, oh, surely I have this tray in the basement somewhere if i go hunt for it for an hour like that's not a fun situation right because most people you know ignore like object permanence like there's so much stuff scattered around your house that like you could just completely forget it exists until you see it again right so (laughs) it's it's a interesting concept like we could go look around downstairs in our old house and like look in some closet and be like wow what is all this stuff i don't remember we had this stuff right um and you know, I'm looking for peanuts and I end up finding like 16 serving trays. Yeah. <laughs> and I think sometimes that's the easiest way to get rid of stuff is just like box it up or put it in bags and like set it, you know, in your garage for three months. And if at the end of three months you don't remember what you put in there, just take it to goodwill. Yeah. And this is this is something that we talked about when we talked about doing this exercise in the first place is the amount of stuff that we removed from our house, the t- like the physical volume of it was like ridiculously large it was insane we took i don't know i don't know 30 full packed car loads of like bags full of stuff or like equipment or not to mention we got like a utility van that we could borrow from my sister's company so it was like a big van and it was two full like moving vans right worth of stuff worth of stuff plus our plus like our 30 car loads that we would right and we didn't throw it away a lot of it went to like salvation army or goodwill mm-hmm. or something like that where because like it's not like 
broken stuff or everything was destroyed. I mean, a lot of my clothes were like garbage, right? So I got right. rid of those um, but come, from, from the 90s. Come to find out, you buy all this stuff and you feel like it has all this value. And we tried to sell a lot of it and we realized like nobody, nobody wants, wants it, it because right. everyone's in the same boat. Like we all have an abundance of stuff and like nobody needs. We literally had four crockpots. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just ridiculous, the amount of stuff. Right. It was a garage sale where we were, were, like, trying to get rid of stuff. Everything was priced to sell. And, like, we hardly got rid of, like, anything there. Right. It was, right. And it's, a, right, if everybody just, like, took all their stuff out of their house and put it in their front yard, but just the stuff that they didn't need, not even the stuff that's, like, essential, right, it would, like, fill your front yard full of stuff. You'd have a full wall-to-wall garage sale in everybody's house and in every neighborhood and then every neighborhood would look like a landfill it's just kind of gross right if everybody pushed all their stuff into the street and you just like plowed it over with a dump truck like there would be a ton of stuff Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what it is it's just currently stored on shelves or in boxes in like everybody's house all throughout america and nobody wants to get rid of it because it's got a place right now yeah so so what are your kind of final thoughts here, Brett? Um, so I am I'm pretty happy that we got rid of all of the stuff. And not that I'm like, you know, ecstatic about it, but I'm like not upset about not having the stuff that we got rid of. Right? I don't miss anything outside of like you wanting your like rice cooker maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we got rid of anything that I'm like upset about not having or I'm like, oh, it'd be so much better if we had this thing still, right? Or our lives would be so much easier. Like I don't feel like that at all in any way, right? And that was what I was like unsure about going into this situation was, oh, I'm going to get rid of all this stuff and then I'm going to need something someday and I have to rebuy it and I'm going to have, like, regret about this whole process because I'm, like, wasting money having right. to, like, rebuy this thing that I, like, maybe needed. But, like, we haven't needed that situation at all yet. And if we do need to get something again at some point, it's going to be, like, a newer right thing to get. Like Like right. we were talking about with the vacuum where, yeah, we got rid of an old crappy vacuum and, like, 15 brooms. And I guess we did get, like, a good vacuum at the end of the day. Right. And so that, like, met all of our requirements, and we, like, downsized a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's, like, the right thing for us to have and doesn't take up a lot of room and is, like, super efficient and cordless and amazing. And it wasn't that much money. So, like, I don't regret that whole process to make that situation happen. Yeah, and I would actually say I still feel like even though we got rid of 30 carloads of stuff and two utility vans, I still feel like we have an abundance of stuff i don't feel like i'm deprived in any way shape or form i feel like we could go through this whole exercise again and we could still cut our stuff probably in half again and like we definitely have a lot of blankets in our house yeah like big huge like quilt blankets but i will also (laughs) say that i was worried that i would get to this point and feel like i could never buy anything again because like why would you add something to your house if you just spent all this like work reducing it? But I would say now I'm more at peace when we do decide to buy a new product or add something to our house that we've like really thought about it and we're much more intentional with our purchases. So like impulse buying for us is something that honestly only happens when I go to like the farmer's market and I like <laughs> can't not buy soap and granola. But outside of that, like, you know, I'm pretty good about it. So 
you know, we don't just like see like an appliance and we're like, oh, that looks cool. Like we're, I bought a new espresso maker and I got rid of like my old one and my old coffee pot and all this, you know, our old Keurig, right? We had like three different ways to make coffee and none of it was what we wanted. We got rid of all of that and we bought like the one thing we did want and we use it all the time. Right. And we didn't, we didn't get that espresso maker from like... Uh, kind of off the cuff decision and not because we were like walking through a department store and we we're like oh an espresso maker like that's what i've been missing out on right like let's get that we like decided we were going to go down that path looked into what the best possible option was and then spent like six months hunting down on like craigslist to find somebody that was selling it for like 20 percent of the value that had only been used twice right like scored on that deal but got it because it was like a good price and we already knew that was like the exact thing that we wanted to have going into it and we still got rid of some of the stuff that was like the precursor to that right once we found out that that was the right decision and it was working out for us yeah so you know i would say if you want to dip your toe in the water the best way we started was to just honestly go one room at a time or one closet at a time and say today we're going to go through this closet and get rid of stuff and just see how it goes. Start small, but I think you'd surprise yourself at how easy it is to get rid of stuff and how good it feels when it's gone. Like, I know, Brett, you said you're not, like, ecstatic about this stuff being gone. I probably am happier than you because I definitely, when we had, like, you know, we used to walk into this closet in our basement and it was like our pantry, but also like where we had all these like dishes. And when I was looking for anything, it was like so hard to find because there was so much stuff packed in there. And now when I like go into our, you know, new pantry storage, which is our second bedroom closet, um, and I'm looking for like food or, you know, a tool or something, it's like, I know where it is. Everything has a place and I know where to go and I don't have like that much to go through to find what I'm looking for. Right. And it helped that we did that exercise in preparation for downsizing our space. But for people that are like living in the same household and not planning to like downsize their space, it's tough psychologically, I feel, because everybody's like in the same boat and has the same behavior, right? It's a hurdle that you have to get over to like remove an element from the room Or, like, remove a bunch of boxes from, like, shelves that you have set up. Or, like, the whole shelf system from the corner of the room or whatever. Or from, like, utility thing in the basement, right? Like, everybody has in Michigan. A big wall of shelves that are just full of Rubbermaid tubs. Like, every house in in Michigan has that. Um, If you downsized all of that stuff and you just have, like, this big cavernous area now, like, that's stressful to some people, too. Because you're just like, what do I do with this, like, amount of space that I have, right? I have to, like, use it in some way. Right. But, like, imagine if instead of these big Rubbermaids, you could, like, get clear bins where you could, like, organize it better and, like, see everything easier and it's more transparent. And when you're looking for, like, the Christmas lights, instead of having to, like, check five Rubbermaid tubs, you just, like, know where they are. You've got one. Or just put a picture up there or something and yeah. put a spotlight on it, right? Make it a feature <laughs> wall instead of a uh, storage room. Um, but I think people would be surprised that, like, less is more. Like, sometimes you try to fill a room with all this furniture because you think you need it. And if you take out that dresser or that chair and you have a little bit extra breathing room, you honestly kind of like it. Like, mm-hmm. it's nice to have a little bit more space to walk around or do yoga or let your dog play fetch in the house. Right. Or it makes sense to, for a lot of people that host, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever holiday party or, you know, summer barbecue, 
instead of having like a full built-in like formal table either in the basement or a dining room or whatever that's a great use case for like folding tables right they don't take up a lot of room they provide a lot of value when in that particular scenario when you need it and they're mobile right and you know that comes in handy quite often and i feel like that's probably the right choice rather than having a permanent fixture that goes unused about 90 percent of the time yeah, so I guess... My war against the dining room table. <laughs> We've kind of rambled a lot on this episode, but I would say in general, we are really happy with our decision to kind of downsize our possessions. And we're going to have to make this a two-parter now because we'll talk about what happens when we move into a bigger space. But I would say we are not planning on repurchasing anything that we previously had just because we're like, oh, we have more room now. Right. Nor are we moving into a bigger space because we need more stuff. No. Right. <laughs> We're moving into a bigger space because we want to have more room have for the... activities. Right. More... Stormy wants her fetch room back again. Right. <laughs> we gotta get some bunk beds in. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, we want to just feel comfortable in the spaces that we're in, not so much just fill it full of stuff. Right. Yeah. So. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. If you have any comments or maybe you've been downsizing stuff. If you're, you know, part of that 10% of Americans that consider ourselves minimalists, let us know. If you are one of the 65% of people who are like, I could never do that, I'd be interested in hearing your opinion. Uh, I wonder if it's because you think it's like a really extreme thing versus how like Brett and I kind of describe it of like, it's not like all of our possessions fit in our car, you know, but we just evaluate everything and like get rid of stuff we don't need. Right. And it's easy to say when everything's put away, like, oh, no, you don't. I don't have that much stuff. But when you, like, get it out and you put it in bags and you're about ready to take it to, like, Goodwill or whatever. It's amazing. It is a ton of <laughs> stuff. Amazing. And you're just like, how do we even have this much stuff? Yeah. Let alone, like, it doesn't even feel like we made a dent anywhere else in the house because everything, like, still kind of looks the same. Yeah. Um, but it's easy to start with the closet. So if you haven't gone through this exercise before... Uh, creating the process of like, I'm going to go take this stuff and I'm going to put it in a bag and I'm going to put it in the car and this is where I'm going to take it to. And like just figuring out what that is. Once you do that one time, it's very easy to do it like over and over again. Yeah. And perfect time to do it because it's the spring. So do some spring cleaning. And everybody's trapped in their house. So, you know, start looking through your junk and uh, see what is actually junk and what is actually valuable to you. All right. Thanks for tuning in this week. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Money in the Bank. Make sure to subscribe to us on the iTunes or Stitcher app so that you get weekly alerts every time we post a podcast. Or if you want, you can visit my website, moneyinthebankpodcast.com. And if you want to reach out with any questions or further comments, please email me at angie at moneyinthebankpodcast.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Money in the Bank.